1: This week, we're going to take a deep dive into the process of transforming ideas into glass accoutrements with insight on intellectual property in the cannabis space. And with that, we're going to go ahead and speak with the co-founder of (laughs) MJ Arsenal, Josh Kamita. Josh, welcome to Blunt Business.
2: Glasgow, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having us on.
1: Our pleasure as well. So right off the bat, a very interesting backstory on yourself. Before you entered the cannabis space, you were a former professional golfer, and you also did sales and operations for the PG tour. Big deal. Correct.
2: Yeah. And then how did you find
1: (laughs) your path into the space? What, like, how did that come about?
2: Yeah. So definitely non-professionally related. Um, You know, earlier in my careers, I guess we can say I was just kind of like your all around sales guy. Um, I was always able to connect and feel comfortable enough to, you know, get that cold call list and, and give it a rip. So, you know, I found my way into the sales call realm very quickly. Uh, So for the PGA tour, I did a majority of their uh, corporate hospitality tents for the Cadillac championship in particular back in 2011. Um, And then moved on to another event with them focusing on operations and more high level client management. So it gave me a good taste into the more corporate business world in the golf community and just general business, I guess, for that matter. and cannabis was always, I guess, a, cur- uh, a steady theme in my life. We can say um, I grew up in New Jersey, so it was not recreationally, medicinally illegal in any way, shape, or form.
1: Now, uh, being it, uh, that you were a former golfer professionally, yeah, would you say now that there's, you know, you've you've done past uh, any part of your golf career, did you ever partake in any uh, substances uh, in terms of uh, cannabis? While you were, or was that something that you would take on with with just a little bit recreationally between uh, performing or or practicing or setting up for any uh, 18 holes that you're going to do? Was that something that you ever did prior to this? I I will
2: say, not at the start, Um, but it's kind of funny how as I rose the ranks, now let me preface this by saying I was never on the PGA Tour, web.com tour, I was never in the upper echelon by any means. Okay. Um, but when I was progressing in the lower mini tour ranks and started playing and practicing with folks who were on those larger tours, uh, my consumption actually increased uh, during practice, uh, not necessarily during tournament rounds, um, but it was something that was used as a tool for absolutely relaxation. And passing the time, uh, there's something funny about golf. I mean, you only swing the club for about two minutes during a four-and-a-half-hour mm-hmm. round. So you got about, you know, four hours and 28 minutes to, you know, fill. That's why having a great caddy is, you know, such a, such an influence <laughs> for these golfers because, you know, it's an on-course, you know, best, now, best I, I, I,
1: friend. No, uh, I can also you know, imagine – right. So I can also imagine – I'm a, such a novice golfer, but I did try a little bit uh, just about a year and a half ago. I tried to go and see what I could do with, you know, bought myself a, just a used pair of, glu- of clubs. And just doing the driving range alone and just knocking sure. balls in, out on the, off the tee. How'd you like it? It was interesting. I really didn't have the form at all to put it together, and I really didn't do a whole lot of stretching. That actually gets me to a point. The fact that I actually <laughs> had a lot of problems with my back afterward and also my knees. So uh, I was okay. wondering if any of that cannabis use might have been used, not only for your relaxation and to really just kind of – put everything into a certain mood, did it help at all in terms of uh, any aches and pains?
2: Absolutely, Um, a huge facet of that professional golf world, at least the one that I was a part of, and then we'll call it contemporary professional golf. Mm -hmm. Um, Exercise and fitness is as paramount as the actual on course work, I would argue, and with that cannabis use comes all the amazing anti-inflammatory and recovery benefits. Um, So when it came to topicals, when it came to straight CBD or just a nice full spectrum, you know, flower dab, whatever it may have been, absolutely impactful in getting us to recover in the time we needed to to put the stress we wanted to to kind of push ourselves to that next level, if you will.
1: So you obviously had an interest in the flower. You obviously had an interest in the product. But I guess one thing that you wanted to do was create glassware, you know, really affordable, functional, innovative Glassware that would be really useful toward the product. I, yeah, took it right off your thing. So I appreciate that you got it down. I, I
2: appreciate it. So if you're, you're looking r- for a gig. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you decided to create the blunt bubbler and the joint bubbler. So, like I said, those three pillars were what you really make into all your products affordability, functionality, and innovation. What is it about those pillars? And what about is it that makes your product stand out by those pillars?
0: Sure.
2: So, uh, you know, I'll be honest. I kind of walked backwards into the whole glass space. Um, I was working on a different company, different project when the whole concept of the joint blunt bubbler, you know, came to be. I was working with. I started a company called Blunt Ventures, and our our marquee product was called the Grail, which was a grinder and a scale all in one unit, so that you could grind and weigh your cannabis simultaneously to get an exact dosage and then a repeatable dosage, should you be a responsible adult or medical patient. Um, So that's kind of what I was working on when the concept came together and it ended up being something that we started a fun brand called MGR Arsenal we wanted Mary Jane to equip the consumers with the most you know affordable functional and innovative products possible and that's kind of what started it all in terms of The Martian in particular which was kind of you know, our North Star in, in guiding our company to where it is today, you know, we as a, as a consumer of blunts and joints, I always wanted to marry the best of both worlds, who doesn't? The smoothness of your bong with a full body hit of your joint and blunt. You know, how do we bring those together? Sure, you can stick your joint or blunt into a bubbler or a bong. I, I think you know most people or a lot of consumers may have tried that to you know a lackluster uh, experience and that's because whenever you make a product that's not dialed in for its specific use you can't expect it to perform that well and when we really kind of strip down what we think we needed to do from the most basic standpoint we just need the smoke to get into water and then into your mouth no nothing fancy just a very simple yet effective process and the Martian really was our bellwether and our litmus test kind of giving us, you know, letting us know that we were in the right direction, I guess you could say.
1: Okay, now, bellwether. I keep thinking about Canada and cannabis because there's a lot of people that are using that (laughs) word bellwether because of how it's going to uh, compare what the U.S. might get if federal legalization comes someday. But we might talk about that a little bit later on. But let me ask you, what really did catch me in the news right now was uh, you recently announced a collaboration with Empire Glassworks to create a limited edition glow-in-the-dark, UV-reactive <laughs> Martian spaceship joint and blunt bubbler. Talk to me about that.
2: So, one of the or the owner of Empire Glass, uh, Phil, is a good buddy of mine. We've kind of been in the industry, I think, a similar amount of time. We've been on the trade show circuit. We've always appreciated and respected. Um, The quality and and kind of the mission that we've kind of set out to 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 achieve So it was kind of like a no-brainer They specialize in some of the most cool and detailed ornament ornamental glasswork that you can imagine Um, So we always had the idea. We always wanted to get more Detail to make it special, you know, we focus on the scientific the more uh, You know beaker shaped products and and Phil was the perfect choice and it was a no-brainer to have him and his guys You know kind of take it up a notch You know, make it fun and make it, you know, super, super collectible and super memorable, like you said. You know, there's not many pieces of glass that are glow-in-the-dark, UV-reactive and functional all at the same time.
1: So Um, you had the prototype, and then they added the finishing touches to it.
2: So we actually – I'm staring at – we've got a little display case in our office. There was actually seven or eight different iterations that we went through to get to that final version. And that's the same with every single product that uh, we ever release, there is a minimum of seven or eight prototypes, iterations, tweaks, changes, to get oh. it to function the way we expect in such a small footprint.
1: So is there some kind of a committee that you have? What people are, are involved in the decision-making process when you have those seven prototypes and you have to narrow it down to one?
2: Sure, that's a great question. Um, I call them our trusted lungs. Um, oh. <laughs> it's basically you know a mixture of the, the guys internally that are you know the day-to-day guys that I work with at MG Arsenal and some other people who are, you know, either influencers or just, you know, consumers who I know, A, aren't gonna bullshit me, and B, are, are uh-huh. just trusted members of, of you know, this community. So it, it's, it's a good mix of people who I know will tell me what I wanna hear, and those who I know will not. <laughs> okay. Which is always important.
1: There you go, it's <laughs> smart. Yeah, real, you know, honest opinion. Don't, don't, be real about it. Uh, well, you, absolutely. It's yeah. All. Now, you <laughs> offered to auction off several of these Martian spaceship joint and blunt bubblers with proceeds supporting the Colorado Coalition for the Homeless's street outreach program. Talk to me about what brought Got you it. to give back, in particular, to this organization.
2: I I would say, as a Denver resident, one of the most uh, you know consistent social issues that we're reminded of on a daily basis is the issue of homelessness. Um, and to go even further, how young these transient homeless people are—it's it, something that you know we can all directly relate to, and you know. I can go on and on about that. But in the end, we wanted to support something locally that we knew would have a direct impact and that we could see and and kind of track the support as we continue to support that effort. Um, so it's something that we want to be involved with and not just cut a check.
1: Yeah, and I can only imagine, I remember going, uh, We there was a convention I had to go to in 2010 when we got to go to Denver. And I remember seeing, going through what the, uh, the 16th, uh, what's the... What's that? Yeah, boss? the 16th Street Mall. Yeah, 16th Street Mall. And just yep. going around, just seeing different areas, a beautiful area, but it is, like you said, a lot of homeless, and there's also, I mean, how many other cities have that same problem from San Francisco to a lot exactly. of and others in general? It's just, that unfortunately, in those great looking areas, and you know the homeless will try to find their way to places where it's, it's going to be a place where they feel it's comfortable and then they find some place to kind of make good with what they have. So, you're out there and you're seeing that, so I can totally imagine why you would want to do something like that, because you see it, you know, face front every day when you're out there. Every single day. Yeah,
2: every single day, and and it's, and I grew up in New Jersey, the New York City area, so, you know, seeing homeless people is not something I'm foreign to, you know, by any means, but I think, you know, part of the great aspect of Denver is how quickly the economy is growing, and, you know, cannabis, and there's energy businesses that are all involved in that, and it's all great, but... You know, the counteraction of that is that these people who are already down on their luck or whatever you wanna call it, much more quickly have nowhere to go. They keep getting pushed out and out and out and and all the places of refuge that you described, which one could only imagine, are becoming more and few and far
1: between, so. So, we're gonna go and take a commercial break again. We are with Josh Kometa, the co-founder of MJ Arsenal. We're gonna go ahead and do a little more talking about glassware going from pad to product, and other things that we have uh, have lined up. So we're going to talk about all that and more here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
0: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
1: Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease.
0: Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge
1: technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way.
0: I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
1: As we said at the top of the show, we're taking a deep dive into the process of transforming ideas into glass accoutrements. Uh, We're here with Josh Camino, the co-founder of MJ Arsenal here on Blunt Business, CannabisRadio.com, presented by StreamWise Consulting. Now, you first invented the grail, which enabled medical marijuana patients, and responsible recreational consumers to identify their ideal flower dosage based on the weight and strength of their cannabis. Now, talk to me about how big of a precedent you made by creating the grail for the industry and for the path you would eventually take into building MJ Arsenal as a full brand.
2: Yeah. Well, I certainly cut my teeth with the grail in terms of learning everything to do and not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm certainly still learning that every day. So I, I don't have that figured out yet. But that was the first, you know, real foray, deep dive, if you will. Um, it was also the first foray into intellectual property for myself. So that was we were able to achieve a utility patent. Uh, covering the process of basically a vegetative grinder, meaning it can grind anything that's grown and then directly wade into the next chamber. Um, So we were very proud to be the owners uh, of that intellectual property. And, yeah, it was definitely something new. I mean, something I did not expect about introducing that product to the public was uh, the hurdle of education. Um, It really comes down to if it's a product that no one's ever seen or used before, They've never seen or used it before, and, and, and that's something that, you know, it's not gonna be as intuitive as it is for the guy that creates it, obviously. So it was definitely a, a learning curve involved in understanding, okay, getting sales into the stores and at trade shows is great and, and, you know, job well done, but how do we get them to sell through? How do we get them to reorder? And if the people who are selling the product have no idea what it is, you know, it can be a very, very steep uphill battle. So it, it gave me a real crash course into not only product development, intellectual property, um, but in-store marketing, how to communicate with customers, and importantly, how to identify who our customer is, oh, you know, which okay. is really the, the most important thing.
1: Interesting. Now, um, let me go ahead and uh, announce also the, the, is the Grail is G-R-A-L-E for those that are looking to get a spelling of correct. that. You want to search correct, correct. It. it is no
2: longer available, so okay. I'm sorry if I piqued anyone's interest. Oh! Um, they were actually assembled by myself in my apartment, every single one. So it was literally utter madness uh, <laughs> making that scalable. So, before but it I was got, a learning curve.
1: You needed to get to where you are today.
2: Absolutely, and it gave me a work ethic that I'm not afraid to put in an 18-hour day, quite literally. Right. Um, you know that does not scare me as long as we're working toward the right goal.
1: No, and imagine if you're trying to do that kind of work. That just is, is very tedious. But also, you're so ground into it. It's like do you really pull, pull yourself away from what you're doing until you could try to get to a certain point where you're you get the complete product or you're getting close to it. It's I can I know uh, feel when you're, you're building and creating. You don't want to stop. You don't want to get away from it. It's like you got the idea already <laughs> exactly. set. And you're going. It's
2: it's a virus. It's a disease. Whatever you want to call (laughs) it, it's an addiction, an affliction, and everything in between.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now we talked earlier about doing the 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 Martian type uh, uh, glass product, and you talked about you had your group of trusted lungs. Now, talking about going from pad to product in 30 days, uh, what products have made that deadline, and how important is it for you to turn around those ideas and innovations so quickly?
2: So I think we got hit upside the head when it came to us um, thinking that The Martian was going to be, you know, it's going to ride us into the sunset, so to speak. Not that that was ever our direct inclination, but The Martian was a a very quick success, and we were extremely humbled by the support and the feedback and and everything in between. Um, But, you know, thanks to being able to get the word out so quickly, the people, the, the bad actors, if you will, were also able to see all this good stuff we were doing and able to knock us off rather quickly. So, at one point... Uh, which, by the way, let me go ahead and make mention of, of
1: that. Seven. That's yeah. uh, It goes into my next question, because I really did want to talk about how you've been having to deal with those copycats. Yes. fighting back over 2,000 individual listings on wholesale brokerage sites, which include DHgate, Alibaba, and Amazon.com. So, now talk to me about what you've learned from how quickly someone could take your great idea to market that wasn't even theirs.
2: I think, it. listen, at first it was a negative. At first it was a, a shot in the gut. At first, it, you know, I lost sleep. Oh, Everything you, you would imagine. I mean, yeah, everyone would. Nothing special there. I think it really, rather than us dwelling and, and our team really just kind of feeling sorry for ourselves. Oh, look what we created and now it's over. You know, it wasn't about that. It was about how do we capitalize, reaffirm ourselves as the originals, and then, capital and again, capitalize and, and build upon that to build out an entire brand and not just a
1: product. Well, let me and ask and this, that was our focus. Yeah. As a cannabis-based product, are there any issues going around trying to create patents and trademarks for those?
2: Trademarks, yes. Okay. So the big difference when it comes to patents and trademarks in terms of the approval process is trademarks have to be proven in commerce. Their use has oh. to be proven by a certain category and that's how they identify and categorize these, these different trademarks. Patents. You can patent anything. It can be illegal. It could be make-believe. It could be not even ever made. It is simply protecting a process or a shape.
1: That's, that's a, a great point to put across because I'm sure there are those product makers, whether it's vapes or whether it's a, a certain topicals, they probably don't even think about the fact if they have something that's proprietary, they're not even thinking about patents and trademarks, but that's a good thing to know right there.
2: Absolutely. The amount of people that told me, that literally laughed at me, saying you can't patent glass <laughs> um it's, it's it's just laughable i mean in the end right. it's just people just didn't know what they were talking about and i went about and found the answers and there's nothing special there other than having a good lawyer and having them be your shaman to guide you through the process
1: yeah you'd have to do it no doubt so let me go ahead and move along uh to another subject it's concerning Canada Canada and cannabis we talked about bellwethers before so I'll I'll put that to the test you recently asked about your thoughts about the future of cannabis and pointed out Canada and you said quote with Canada legalizing cannabis federally for recreational use I truly believe this will act as a continued windfall and bellwether leading the way into global modernization for drug policy reform so what's your feeling about where the USA finds itself at this moment
2: Damn, I use Bellwether a lot, I guess, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, and I actually for the show, I had to learn how Bellwether is spelled. It's not weather like you spell weather. It's W-E-T-H-E-R. Uh, now you're a
2: typo? Ah, oh, come on. Right. Well, no, I think uh, the
1: story had that. I'm not sure because I copied and pasted that my copyright on my rundown. I'm like, no, Bellwether spelled a different way, and I wasn't sure.
2: Well, the buck will stop here. I will never mess that go. up again. I appreciate that. Um <laughs> So I I have to believe Canada, G7 nation, very powerful geopolitically. Um, I think that someone had to be the guinea pig to kind of swallow that pill and do it. Um, I think that you've got the Colorados of the world that were these, you know, mini experiments. And, you know, the sky didn't fall. You know, little Joey going to walk into school didn't have a joint in his mouth. And, you know, the world didn't end. Um, So I think that while we may have all the evidence we need in America, I think it's more of a political pressure. Uh, than anything else, obviously. It's not a matter of the science or what the people want. Um, so I think that once we can have someone else kind of take the hours in the back or, or front for us, I think we'll be more inclined to get involved. Um, I think there's a second prong to that being the banking system. Um, I don't see this banking sector in America being how massive it is getting involved without this entire market being worth, you know, 20 or $30 billion, you know, until it right. gets to be that I don't think they're incentivized to lobby or want to change anything.
1: It's interesting you talk about that when it comes to the state of Colorado, the, the pressures because we have a future guest, I do not want to go. I'm just going to give you a little something to think about for the next episode of Blunt Business. We will be bringing on somebody that is definitely dealing with in the trenches, their own dispensary in Colorado, and dealing with the issues of gender and diversity, and among other things. So keep mind of that for the next Blunt Business. I'm just going to keep that out there as a pure secret for all of you. Stay out tuned. There. Oh yeah. <laughs> and by stay the way, tuned. speaking of stay tuned, stick around. We got another commercial break. We're going to wrap things up here with Josh Kamita, the co-founder of MJ Arsenal. We'll be back with him and more Blunt Business after this.
0: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
1: get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD.
0: The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we're back with our final questions with Josh Kamina of Arsenal. So we're going to wrap things up here. And, Josh, really appreciate all the great information you've given to us here on the show. How can our listeners learn about where they can get their original blunt bubbler and joint bubbler, which I see trademarks for both of them, and what other products can they get their hands on now?
2: Sure. So our our web store is always open 24-7, of course, at mjarsenal.com. Uh, In addition to that, if you're more of a local buyer, want to check out the products for yourself, give them a feel, give them a pull, we do have a store locator, uh, which is going to point you in in the direction of one of our 1,700 partners and individual storefronts in the U.S. 50 states, so we're very proud to have that many partners alongside with us fighting the good fight. Um, you're going to have the full selection of original joint and blunt bubblers. Uh, there's a lot of imitations out there. There's nothing like the original, so I certainly recommend you give it a shot. We did uh, lower the prices to $9.99 retail for the Martian original wow. joint blunt bubbler. So the barrier to entry is as low as ever. If you want to increase and elevate the ordinary experience, you certainly can. Um, and our newest line of goods is going to be our mini rig line, which focuses on the dabby concentrate side of the world. Uh, it are, They are all mini and they are all under five inches tall, about five and a half inches tall and under. Uh, we went small for two reasons, portability of course and flavor retention. Uh, the less air the smoke comes into contact with, the more the terpenes are retained actually. So you get more of a flavorful rip the smaller the rig you have.
1: There you go. So now that's a new product you have coming up. Is that the latest thing you have coming out from the lab?
2: So that, that though, th- our original mini rig, we dropped four mini rigs to start to kind of launch the line that was dropped uh, a couple months ago, uh, kind of in preparation for this holiday season. So that is our latest release. Um, we did have a special edition release uh, for Halloween. We called it the Blunto Lantern. And we did kind of like a very detailed glass mold with a Jack O' Lantern smile. And right. the stem would be part mouthpiece and part blunt holster. Um, They are sold out, unfortunately. So sorry, again, if I piqued anyone's interest. Well, but we're also Uh,
1: recording the show on the day of Halloween. But, of course, this will be for a future date. So you all will have to catch it for next Halloween, perhaps.
2: Next Halloween. Exactly. So every Halloween, every Valentine's Day, and then we've got about two or three other pop culture or holiday events that we do yearly releases. And it will be a limited run of about 500 to 1,000 pieces each run. And that would be it.
1: Now – um, this is just a uh, this is a out there question very practical but i always see people that when they deal with glass the issues of trying to maintain it and keep it clean anything in particular you say with your products that you should always think is a, is a good rule of thumb even for those that are just novices out there that might be listening that might want to go and use your your glassware drop a little product in and take a and take a toke anything they sure. should know what's the best way to really keep it keep it clean and, and proper for additional uses
2: sure so upkeep is like most products you know it, it, the more you clean it you know the, the cleaner it's going to stay I'd say with a joiner blunt bubble you can go through a couple different sessions without having to clean it necessarily okay. but certainly up to the individual in terms of keeping it clean um, a buddy of mine uh, Dakota from Resolution Colorado make an incredible non-alcohol based cleaning product yeah so I would definitely recommend that in addition Al- rubbing alcohol, if you're not opposed to it, is certainly a cheap and good option as well. Um, but give it a little swish, and it really does a pretty good job at cleaning it out uh, very nicely.
1: If I'm right, that's Dakota Sheets you're talking about, correct? Correct, correct. You know Dakota? Yes, we actually had them on. I believe it was on our uh, it was on our state of cannabis series. So go look for Dakota Sheets. You can find out, and he actually has that product you're talking about, Resolution Colorado. Yes, and I actually, we actually got. A sample of his product that was sent to our studio. So we had got a ch- uh, had a chance to take a, a friend of mine that definitely uses a lot of glassware. He put that to <laughs> yeah. the test and really did enjoy it, thought it was a really great product. so oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Shout out to Dakota. Dakota's a
2: great guy and great products. Yeah, shout out to Dakota and Resolution, Colorado. I might,
1: you might look for it under Dakota Wesley, but go look for it on Cannabis Radio under the State of Cannabis series. That's where we put that show. Always happy to promote our fellow shows here on the network. So that's it. said, it's, it's, uh, Josh Camino, the co-founder of MJ Arsenal. Of course, we again, you said you can find more information, find out about the product line, store locator at mjarsenal.com. And as for us, that's going to do it for this edition of Blunt Business. You're on CannabisRadio.com, presented by StreamWise Consulting. And now, if you're looking to get your foot in the door of the cannabis industry, as well as entrepreneurs looking to start their own marijuana business, by all means, go check out StreamWise Consulting, Go to www.streamwiseconsulting.com. Thank you all for joining us. You can download episodes, past episodes of the Pump Business, by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited